section 14 of short stories by fyodor dostoevsky this librivox recording is in the public domain the crocodile an extraordinary incident part four the monkeys i dreamed about i surmise because they were shut up in the case at the germans but elena ivanovna was a different story i may as well say at once i loved the lady but i make haste post haste to make a qualification i loved her as a father neither more nor less i judged that because i often felt an irresistible desire to kiss her little head or her rosy cheek and though i never carried out this inclination i would not have refused even to kiss her lips and not merely her lips but her teeth which always gleamed so charmingly like two rows of pretty well-matched pearls when she laughed she laughed extraordinarily often ivan matvieitch in demonstrative moments used to call her his darling absurdity a name extremely happy and appropriate she was a perfect sugar-plum and that was all one could say of her therefore i am utterly at a loss to understand what possessed ivan matvieitch to imagine his wife as a russian yevgenia tor anyway my dream with the exception of the monkeys left the most pleasant impression upon me in going over all the incidents of the previous day as i drank my morning cup of tea i resolved to go and see elena ivanovna at once on my way to the office which indeed i was bound to do as the friend of the family in a tiny little room out of the bedroom the so-called little drawing-room though their big drawing-room was little too elena ivanovna was sitting in some half-transparent morning wrapper on a smart little sofa before a little tea-table drinking coffee out of a little cup in which she was dipping a minute biscuit she was ravishingly pretty but struck me as being at the same time rather pensive ah that's you naughty man she said greeting me with an absent-minded smile sit down featherhead have some coffee well what were you doing yesterday were you at the masquerade why were you i don't go you know besides yesterday i was visiting our captive i sighed and assumed a pious expression as i took the coffee whom what captive oh yes poor fellow well how is he bored do you know i wanted to ask you i suppose i can ask for a divorce now a divorce i cried in indignation and almost spilled the coffee it's that swarthy fellow i thought to myself bitterly there was a certain swarthy gentleman with little moustaches who was something in the architectural line and who came far too often to see them and was extremely skilful in amusing elena ivanovna i must confess i hated him and there was no doubt that he had succeeded in seeing elena ivanovna yesterday either at the masquerade or even here and putting all sorts of nonsense into her head why elena ivanovna rattled off hurriedly as though it were a lesson she had learnt if he is going to stay on in the crocodile perhaps not come back all his life while i sit waiting for him here a husband ought to live at home and not in a crocodile but this was an unforeseen occurrence i was beginning in very comprehensible agitation oh no 
don't talk to me i won't listen i won't listen she cried suddenly getting quite cross you are always against me you wretch there's no doing anything with you you will never give me any advice other people tell me that i can get a divorce because ivan matvich will not get his salary now elena ivanovna is it you i hear i exclaimed pathetically what villain could have put such an idea into your head and divorce on such a trivial ground as a salary is quite impossible and poor ivan matvich poor ivan matvich is so to speak burning with love for you even in the bowels of the monster what's more he is melting away with love like a lump of sugar yesterday while you were enjoying yourself at the masquerade he was saying that he might in the last resort send for you as his lawful spouse to join him in the entrails of the monster especially as it appears the crocodile is exceedingly roomy not only able to accommodate two but even three persons and then i told her all that interesting part of my conversation the night before with ivan matvich what what she cried in surprise you want me to get into that monster too to be with ivan matvich what an idea and how am i to get in there in my hat and crinoline heavens what foolishness and what should i look like while i was getting into it and very likely there would be someone there to see me it's absurd and what should i have to eat there and 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 what should i do there when oh my goodness what will they think of next and what should i have to amuse me there you say there's a smell of gutta percha and what should i do if we quarrelled should we have to go on staying there side by side foo how horrid i agree i agree with all those arguments my sweet elena ivanovna i interrupted striving to express myself with that natural enthusiasm which always overtakes a man when he feels the truth is on his side but one thing you have not appreciated in all this you have not realized that he cannot live without you if he is inviting you there that is a proof of love passionate faithful ardent love you have thought too little of his love dear elena ivanovna i won't i won't i won't hear anything about it waving me off with her pretty little hand with glistening pink nails that had just been washed and polished horrid man you will reduce me to tears get into it yourself if you like the prospect you are his friend get in and keep him company and spend your life discussing some tedious science you are wrong to laugh at the suggestion i checked the frivolous woman with dignity ivan matvich has invited me as it is you of course are summoned there by duty for me it would be an act of generosity but when ivan matvich described to me last night the elasticity of the crocodile he hinted very plainly that there would be room not only for you two but for me also as a friend of the family especially if i wished to join you and therefore how so the three of us cried elena ivanovna looking at me in surprise why how should we are we going to be all three there together <laughs> how silly you both are <laughs> i shall certainly pinch you all the time you wretch <laughs> and falling back on the sofa 
she laughed till she cried all this the tears and the laughter were so fascinating that i could not resist rushing eagerly to kiss her hand which she did not oppose though she did pinch my ears lightly as a sign of reconciliation then we both grew very cheerful and i described to her in detail all ivan matvievich's plans the thought of her evening receptions and her salon pleased her very much only i should need a great many new dresses she observed and so ivan matvievich must send me as much of his salary as possible and as soon as possible only only i don't know about that she added thoughtfully how can he be brought here in the tank that's very absurd i don't want my husband to be carried about in a tank i should feel quite ashamed for my visitors to see it i don't want that no i don't by the way while i think of it was timothy semyonitch here yesterday oh yes he was he came to comfort me and do you know we played cards all the time he played for sweetmeats and if i lost he was to kiss my hands what a wretch he is and only fancy he almost came to the masquerade with me really he was carried away by his feelings i observed and who would not be with you you charmer oh get along with your compliments stay i'll give you a pinch as a parting present i've learnt to pinch awfully well lately well what do you say to that by the way you say ivan matvievich spoke several times of me yesterday no not exactly i must say he is thinking more now of the fate of humanity and once oh let him you needn't go on i am sure it's fearfully boring i'll go and see him some time i shall certainly go to-morrow only not to-day i've got a headache and besides there will be such a lot of people there to-day they'll say that's his wife and i shall feel ashamed good-bye you will be there this evening won't you to see him yes he asked me to go and take him the papers that's capital go and read to him but don't come and see me to-day i am not well and perhaps i may go and see someone good-bye you naughty man it's that swarthy fellow is going to see her this evening i thought at the office of course i gave no sign of being consumed by these cares and anxieties but soon i noticed some of the most progressive papers seemed to be passing particularly rapidly from hand to hand among my colleagues and were being read with an extremely serious expression of face the first one that reached me was the news sheet a paper of no particular party but humanitarian in general for which it was regarded with contempt among us though it was read not without surprise i read in it the following paragraph yesterday strange rumors were circulating among the spacious ways and sumptuous buildings of our vast metropolis a certain well-known bon vivant of the highest society probably weary of the cuisine at borel's and at the x club went into the arcade into the place where an immense crocodile recently brought to the metropolis is being exhibited and insisted on its being prepared for his dinner after bargaining with the proprietor he at once set to work to devour him 
that is not the proprietor a very meek and punctilious german but his crocodile cutting juicy morsels with his penknife from the living animal and swallowing them with extraordinary rapidity by degrees the whole crocodile disappeared into the vast recesses of his stomach so that he was even on the point of attacking an ichneumon a constant companion of the crocodile probably imagining that the latter would be as savoury we are by no means opposed to that new article of diet with which foreign gourmands have long been familiar we have indeed predicted that it would come english lords and travellers make up regular parties for catching crocodiles in egypt and consume the back of the monster cooked like beefsteak with mustard onions and potatoes the french who followed in the train of lesseps prefer the paws baked in hot ashes which they do however in opposition to the english who laugh at them probably both ways would be appreciated among us for our part we are delighted at a new branch of industry of which our great and varied fatherland stands preeminently in need probably before a year is out crocodiles will be brought in hundreds to replace this first one lost in the stomach of a petersburg gourmand and why should not the crocodile be acclimatized among us in russia if the water of the neva is too cold for these interesting strangers there are ponds in the capital and rivers and lakes outside it why not breed crocodiles at pargolovo for instance or at pavlovsk in the prisnensky ponds and in samoteka in moscow while providing agreeable wholesome nourishment for our fastidious gourmands they might at the same time entertain the ladies who walk about these ponds and instruct the children in natural history the crocodile skin might be used for making jewel cases boxes cigar cases pocket-books and possibly more than one thousand saved up in the greasy notes that are peculiarly beloved of merchants might be laid by in the crocodile skin we hope to return more than once to this interesting topic though i had foreseen something of the sort yet the reckless inaccuracy of the paragraph overwhelmed me finding no one with whom to share my impression i turned to prohor savitch who was sitting opposite to me and noticed that the latter had been watching me for some time while in his hand he held the voice as though he were on the point of passing it to me without a word he took the news sheet from me and as he handed me the voice he drew a line with his nail against an article to which he probably wished to call my attention this prohor savitch was a very queer man a taciturn old bachelor he was not on intimate terms with any of us scarcely spoke to any one in the office always had an opinion of his own about everything but could not bear to import it to any one he lived alone hardly any one among us had ever been in his lodging this was what i read in the voice everyone knows that we are progressive and humanitarian and want to be on a level with europe in this respect but in spite of all our exertions and the efforts of our paper we are still far from maturity as may be judged from the shocking incident which took place yesterday in the arcade and which we predicted long ago a foreigner arrives in the capital bringing with him a crocodile which he begins exhibiting in the arcade we immediately hasten to welcome a new branch of useful industry such as our powerful and varied fatherland stands in great need of suddenly yesterday at four o'clock in the afternoon a gentleman of exceptional stoutness 
enters the foreigner's shop in an intoxicated condition, pays his entrance money, and immediately, without any warning, leaps into the jaws of the crocodile, who was forced, of course, to swallow him, if only from an instinct of self-preservation, to avoid being crushed. Tumbling into the inside of the crocodile, the stranger at once dropped asleep, neither the shouts of the foreign proprietor nor the lamentations of his terrified family nor threats to send for the police made the slightest impression within the crocodile was heard nothing but laughter and a promise to flay him sick though the poor animal compelled to swallow such a mass was vainly shedding tears an uninvited guest is worse than a tartar but in spite of the proverb the insolent visitor would not leave we do not know how to explain such barbarous incidents which prove our lack of culture and disgrace us in the eyes of foreigners. The recklessness of the Russian temperament has found a fresh outlet. It may be asked what was the object of the uninvited visitor, a warm and comfortable abode. But there are many excellent houses in the capital with very cheap and comfortable lodgings, with the Neva water laid on and a staircase lighted by gas frequently with a hall-porter maintained by the proprietor. We would call our reader's attention to the barbarous treatment of domestic animals. It is difficult, of course, for the crocodile, to digest such a mass all at once, and now he lies swollen out to the size of a mountain, awaiting death in insufferable agonies. In Europe, Persons guilty of inhumanity towards domestic animals have long been punished by laws, but in spite of our European enlightenment, in spite of our European pavements, in spite of the European architecture of our houses, we are still far from shaking off our time-honored traditions. Though the houses are new, the conventions are old. And indeed the houses are not new at least the staircases in them are not we have more than once in our paper alluded to the fact that in the petersburg side in the house of the merchant lukyanov the steps of the wooden staircase have decayed fallen away and have long been a danger for afimya skapidarov a soldier's wife who works in the house and is often obliged to go up the stairs with water or armfuls of wood at last our predictions have come true Yesterday evening, at half-past eight, Afimya Skapidarov fell down with a basin of soup and broke her leg. We do not know whether Lukyanov will mend his staircase now. Russians are often wise after the event, but the victim of Russian carelessness has by now been taken to the hospital. In the same way, we shall never cease to maintain that the house-porters who clear away the mud from the wooden pavement in the Viborsky side ought not to splatter the legs of passers-by, but should throw the mud up into heaps, as is done in Europe. And so on and so on. "'What's this?' I asked in some perplexity, looking at Prohor Savage. "'What's the meaning of it?' "'How do you mean?' "'Why, upon my word, instead of pitying Ivan Matvich, they pity the crocodile.' "'What of it?' They have pity even for a beast, a mammal. We must be up to Europe, mustn't we? They have a very warm feeling for crocodiles there, too. <laughs> Saying this, 
queer old Prohor Savage dived into his papers, and would not utter another word. I stuffed the voice and the news sheet into my pocket, and collected as many old copies of the newspapers as I could find, for Ivan Matvich's diversion in the evening, and though the evening was far off, yet on this occasion I slipped away from the office early to go to the arcade and look, if only from a distance, at what was going on there, and to listen to the various remarks and currents of opinion. I foresaw that there would be a regular crush there, and turned up the collar of my coat to meet it. I somehow felt rather shy. So unaccustomed are we to publicity. But I feel that I have no right to report my own prosaic feelings when faced with this remarkable and original incident. End of The Crocodile by Fyodor Dostoevsky Reading by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia